Yeah. So I got my boat tie on, yeah I could be chillin' now So I got my dad hat on, yeah Wow, wow I could be chillin' now So I got my dad hat on, yeah I could be suitin' up So I got my bow tie on, yeah Dad hats and bow ties Dad hats and bow Dad hats and bow ties Dad hats and bow I could be suitin' up so I got my bow tie on, yeah. I could be chillin' now. So I got my dad hat on, yeah. Dad hats and bow ties, dad hats and bow, dad hats and bow ties, dad hats and bow ties. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Dad Hats and Bow Ties. I'm your co-host, Distinguished to God. It's the Kid XAB. It's your boy D Flow. All right, finally, D Flow's on point today. Everybody, let's give, let's give this motherfucker a round of applause, y'all. Woo! Listen, man, yeah. I've been practicing. Ooh. On the low, every day I look at myself in the mirror and I said, D Flow, you can't fuck <laughs> it up no more. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about, man. You sound like you sound like distinguished at 20 years old, you know, getting his first piece of ass. You ain't gonna fuck this up no more after this. You know what I mean? That's it. You gonna, you gonna get it done. Yeah. Back then, I don't back, know how. Back then, I was I don't using know how condoms. That I don't know either. Back I don't know I how using, that. Yeah. Back then, I was using condoms. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another uh, week. Right. We are in uh, <laughs> we are in the last week of uh, May. Uh, May, uh, for the most part, I feel like May is the month, y'all. If I'm not mistaken, May kind of came and then May went. May is out of this motherfucker. May flew. This 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 year is over, bro. This <laughs> <laughs> been a this year. Yo, twenty twenty. This year came been a, and. It's been a slap your mama in the face type of year. You know, you know, it's, it, it, niggas be like, yo, it's so good you slap your mama. It was so bad. Yeah. You had no choice but to slap your mama. Like, it was a, it's a lot of mixed Yo, feelings, it's, it, but it's, nigga, it's about to be October. Like, we're yeah. in May. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, it's about to be over, right? So, I mean, yeah, May, May came and went uh, for sure, for sure. Do you have an all-man moment? Yeah, man. Speaking about moms, I, I would never dare to slap my mama. But uh, speaking about mothers, um, my mom, man. So first of all, my mom is probably listening to me right now somewhere in the house record this. Um, <laughs> mom, for the record, mom, I love you. Okay, we're gonna gonna, gonna start it there. Mom, I love you. Um, again, I would never raise my hand to you. However, mom, I would raise a motherfucking eyebrow out your black ass. I would raise two eyebrows if I could at the same time. Now, my mom, y'all, is a very interesting Jamaican woman. Um, born and raised. However, I feel like America has dumped her down in a lot of ways. And, I, and I'm going to tell you why. I'm, I'm going to tell you why. So my mom loves ordering shit from catalogs, okay? Um, she loves her catalogs. You know, she is the type of mother in 2020 who she'll know that she can easily access an app on the phone, y'all, buy a product. But no, she will still use her fucking magazines, call up with the fucking uh, order number, and then make that reservation over the phone. She still does that shit. So she bought an item and she knew the item was coming to the house. My mother going to ask me, what does the item do? Mom, what type of dumb shit is that? Well, what, are you, what are you asking me? You order the item. You called. You put the white voice on that you always fucking do. You've been doing it for 30 years. Should have been a side hustle. Anyway, you put the white voice on. You, you, you spoke to the people on the phone. You got the item. And then you're going to call me and ask me, what does the item do? Mom, you bought this shit. 
So I'm looking at the item. I'm like, Mom, this is something that you put in the water when you're taking a shower or when you're going to, um, when you're going to uh, take a bath. She goes, oh, I didn't know that. So, Ma, you didn't know you had a fucking son in May when you had me? You didn't know that you had other uh, three, three more children? But you got online, went on your favorite magazine website, called them, ordered something, and you didn't even know what the fuck you ordered. Listen, you could have uh, you you yeah. ordered napalm, Mom. Come on. Th- this story could have went so many other ways. You just uh, lucky yeah. it wasn't a vibe. Hey, I don't know. You lucky bro. it wasn't a vibrator, bro. Yeah, it could have <laughs> went a different way. Could have could have went a very very different way, son. Yo, uh, I was I was looking at the item, y'all, and I was just like, she could have ordered fucking rat poison and then still try to put the shit in the water and then not know she would have ordered rat and then would have been like, oh my god, it smells like rat poison, Mom. You ordered rat poison. Are you fucking dumb? I love you, but are you dumb? Okay. I don't know if I could ask my mom. She's dumb, bro. She might, she might have chin jacked <laughs> yeah. me right in that moment, son. Right like, in that moment, the, through, the, through the phone oh, or God, whatever bro. device, the whatever. So, that is my that is my all man moment. Um, y'all, please keep uh, please keep my mother in prayer. Um, I think the next time I'm gonna just fucking take a debit card away. She asked me where it's at. I'm gonna say I think you need a new one. I think I accidentally threw the shit in the garbage. Why are you throwing me? Th- Ma, I didn't know. Like, you didn't know that you fucking ordered a goddamn uh, a bomb for the goddamn bath. That That's why I threw it in the garbage. Okay. <laughs> um. Well, yeah, I don't have an all man this, this week besides, uh, yeah, no, I don't I don't have shit. Yeah, this week, is, this, this entire week has been an all man moment, man. I, not okay. about my yeah. personal life, just about, you know, the general way What's going on, for on sure. right now, for sure. Uh, speaking about speaking about things moving on in general life. So, some people have heard this. I saw it with my own two eyes. Disney World's officially reopening a few locations in 2020, July, to to be exact. How do we feel about that, gentlemen? Um, I think I saw July 11th is when they, they yeah yeah July 11th up. is one of the dates I saw as well. I think July 27th was one of the dates because they're opening. So Disney Paris, I know that's opening because I saw that Disney Paris, Disney. Um, I think um, the one that's in Florida, which is what Universal Studios, right? Yeah. Nah, it's not Universal. No, it's Universal's not. different. Yeah, oh, Disney, different. Okay. Disney and Universal are different parks, but oh, Disneyland. But okay. Dis, Dis, Disney is opening up on July 11th. Okay. Um, um, in Florida. How do we feel in about, Florida? How, how do we feel about that? Uh, I was I was told according to the guidelines that they have. Um, they will be somewhat practicing so social distancing. I don't know how the fuck they're going to do that. Um, also, everybody that is admitted to the park, you just can't walk up no more. You got to actually call and make a real reservation. Now, back in the day, for y'all who know, you can either make a reservation or you can get the trip booked through, like, you know, some travel agency type shit or... You can just physically drive and just go to Disney World. However, that ain't the case no more. You got to actually make a reservation. Then they're going to tell you how much people is in front of you. And then when you get there, they're going to fucking have um, hand sanitizer and water stations all throughout the parks. I was like, this is going to be a shit show. And you got to obviously have a face mask on. I don't know if I can go to Disney World with a face mask on and still feel like I'm at Disney World. Deadass. Um, I mean, eventually all these places are going to reopen up. So, um, I understand the want and desire. I don't really know how it's feasible to do it, uh, while still dealing with the pandemic. I think that 
America's just in a rush to say that this shit is over because we've been dealing with it the longest out of all of the countries in a way that makes it seem like we're still in crisis mode. So I think everybody is just trying to put on a, a brave face and make it seem like the crisis is over. It clearly is not, and we will see how that works at Disneyland. I really don't see how you can get on roller coasters. Like, what are you going to do? Like, two seats behind? You're going to have, like, one person, two seats behind each other? That it's just It just seems like it's going to be a, a unnecessary uh, extra precautions that or unnecessary things that you'll have to do that is going to kind of take the fun out of even going to a theme park in the first place. So, Dis- for Dis- me, I yeah. wouldn't be doing that. Disneyland- I wouldn't be trying to run. Disneyland said that there won't be any rides in their phase one. So I don't even know all the things that's in their phase one. But so what the they... fuck are you going to Disneyland for? Yeah, what the fuck are you going there for the spa and this the is... fucking safari, nigga? Like... <laughs> this is what they said. They said that they're going to have certain tour attractions and amenities, but there will be no roller coaster rides of of, of any sort. I was like, what the fuck is that? Yo, you can't, all, inter- child, you can't even inter- yeah, you can't even interact with child. Minnie Mouse. And you're telling me, we're going to go to Disney World in July. And I'm like, yay. And they're like, but no roller coaster. I've been like, so what are we going to do? Just we just going to walk around and shake Minnie Mouse's that's, hand? Like, yo, yeah, you that's, can't, yo, you cannot interact with Minnie Mouse. They said you cannot interact with none of the characters. Interact with my dick. <laughs> <laughs> so, so basically, so basically, so basically, <laughs> basically, Basically, niggas is just going there to walk around. The only way that, that's only going to work for like four or five year olds. Nobody yeah, yeah, yeah. over the age of five is going to want to go to Disneyland to walk a fucking round and and give a nods, a heads up to a fucking Disney character. Like it's the waste. They, I don't know. It, to me, it 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 sounds like they're going to lose money opening up. That don't make like you're gonna be losing more money than taking money in. In my people opinion. are still gonna go though. You know, you know, people are, people are still gonna go. Unfortunately, and then we're gonna hear. I'm not trying to speak death over no industry. You're gonna hear people actually catch cases at Disneyland when they open. Oh, Somebody's for sure, you definitely are. Somebody's gonna get it. You definitely are. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I mean, it's not if you if you can't fully open in, if you can't fully open to refunction the proper way. Then don't do it. That's how I think about. What's the it. point? Like you're, you're, you're. What's you're, the point? Yeah, it's like, what are you technically opening for? And I don't even think it's gonna, it's gonna be effective because if you're just opening to do that, even if people go to the park, the cost of reopening might not cover <laughs> what they might make. They might be actually. Taking That's what it I'm out. saying. So, They're gonna be losing money because that. I'm not paying the same price to go to Disneyland to just walk around Disneyland. Right. I'm right. not paying whatever two two fifty a person to go take a stroll around the fucking park, nigga. Like Facts. I'm trying to get on these rides. I'm trying to do all the the attractions that that go there. I'm trying to be on the resort and whatever. So I guess for the people who just want to get away and go to Florida for it and have kids that are between the ages of four to six, it might work out. Four to let's let's push it to eight. Four to eight. It might work out. They 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 might be able to to get away with that. But for me, I'd rather take that same money and go to go fucking get a log cabin somewhere. Like it's that. like the same effect. If you want to go to Florida, <laughs> nigga, then just book and go to Fort Lauderdale, nigga, and go to the fucking yeah. go to a resort beach and just chill out. 
you know, they, just, them niggas' beaches is open, so yeah, like, you could go to the beach. Better off doing that, nigga. Like, drive from Fort Lauderdale to front to fucking Miami if you want a fucking roller coaster, nigga. Like, <laughs> yeah, shit don't make no sense to me. But kudos, well, um, so, um, for those of you guys who don't know, um, we have another. Um, I, I, I guess I could categorize this person as a um, HIV slash AIDS activist. Uh, his name is Larry uh, Kramer. Uh, he was a longtime advocate for um, HIV AIDS and um, also in part with the LGBTQ um, AI plus community. Um, sources said that he died from pneumonia a few days ago. Uh, when I was doing some research on him, um, he was diagnosed with um hiv in 2001 if i'm not mistaken and when he got diagnosed they said immediately he had to have a fucking liver transplant so i don't know exactly what happened with his situation but the moment he got it they told him during his pro during his process you're gonna have to get an emergency uh liver transplant or you're actually gonna die so ever since then he devoted his life and dedicated his time um his 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 passion, you know, his resources to combating um, this uh, unfortunate virus that not just plagues, you know, people of color, but everybody globally. Um, this virus doesn't have a face, but uh, it definitely targets any and everybody. So RIP to Mr. Larry Kramer. Thank you for your contributions, sir. Uh, you will be missed. Um, and thank you for your fight. But your fight is done, my brother. RIP to you and your family. Yeah. RIP. Uh, right. a, a, a fight that just began. <laughs> this this yo, is crazy. Ladies and gentlemen, it has been a hard week to be a black person in America. We are recording this shit on July 28th. Since July 20th, what, what was it? Monday May 28th, was the May 28th. May, May, May my, my, I said July. That nigga don't give a fuck about May. He's done with this shit. He don't care I'm about it. I'm out of here, bro. Lick a dick. Went to July. So, yeah. So since the fucking the twenty the twenty fourth. So the twenty since the twenty fourth, shit has just been wacky. Twenty fifth, we all woke up uh, to a interview done by Charlemagne the God that featured. Uh, presidential candidate Joe Biden, mm-hmm. and that interview was a hot mess from inception. Yeah, um, the, mo- Charlo- the moment it started, it was doomed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Charlemagne was asking appropriate questions. I heard a lot of people were giving him flack for the type of questions. He didn't ask nothing crazy. No, nah, he so, didn't, actually. Um, no. So he was asking appropriate questions, and Joe Biden seemed like he wanted to go in there and be like, comedically combated with Charlemagne, but it didn't translate that way at all. Um, and so at some point during the interview, uh, Charlemagne is is asking him about his black agenda and what he's going to do for black people. Mm. And Joe Biden gets like, like, again, I think he was trying to be comedic about it, but at the same time, he was visibly irate. And he's like, oh, um, come on, man. Uh, look at my record. And then he blatantly just says, well, look, man, if look at the two, the two people, you got Trump and you got me. And if you don't vote, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. (laughs) And clearly, even the most uh, liberal black person 
turned their head and was like, wait, what the fuck is this man talking about? So, now, by the time y'all get this episode, by the time y'all get this, you would have have heard already from a billion people that as a white person, you should not be telling black people who they should vote for, what they should do, um, and what they should, how they should be. Mm -hmm. But this entire week has been about white people telling black people what What they they should should fucking do. do. Shit. And this right. shit is getting wacky. So Joe Biden was the one who just kicked the shit off, ironically. But it did open up the debate regarding, um, you know, are Democrats really for black people? And do we oftentimes just give them our vote? And what does that look like in this climate of asking white people or, or rather asking our white politicians or asking Joe Biden specifically um, to do something for black people, otherwise they're going to be repercussions. So I I want to open that question up to y'all and you know see what y'all think. I'm gonna let D Flo go first. My God, I mean I'll I'll say it like this. I think we're in a predicament right now where, and I feel like we're always stuck in these situations where we're literally voting for the lesser of the two evils, and. Mm. You know, it's been that way now for quite some time since Obama left office. And, you know, Obama mm-hmm. was our was our, was our shining hope. He wasn't perfect, but he made us feel like there was something realistic to vote for. At least we felt as if though, you know, if nothing else, he understands the pain. You know, he might not be able to do exactly what he wants to do, but at least mm-hmm. he gets it. He knows the struggle. He knows where we're coming from. He could feel our pain. He could at least try to do things that's going to benefit the low income and and the middle class. At the end of the day, he can't specifically do things just for black people, but he could do things that he know that affects the class that we're predominantly in. So at the end of the day, that made the biggest difference. And I think people get it misconstrued, especially our black community, get it misconstrued. Obama never did shit for us. No, he, he did what he could for the people that largely make up the wealth class that we're in. Like, you know, you have right, to take that right. take that into consideration. But at the end of the day, <clears throat> that is the reality for me. I feel like we're always stuck voting for the lesser of the two evils. And however, and, you know, sadly, the lesser of the two evils just happens to always fall in the Democratic class, in the Democratic Party. Because the Republicans is always on some other shit. Doing some extra shit. Extra <laughs> shit. These niggas is just wilding. And, and, and. I think I understand what he was trying to say. Like, come on, are you going to vote for Trump? If you vote for Trump, you really don't care about your community. However, you're not really saying what you're going to do either. You're just right. saying that, right. you know, <laughs> Trump is worse. <laughs> and and you're not the one to say that. Exactly. You, like, like, I'm not the one to tell certain people, you know, how they should feel about certain things. I can't tell a girl how she should feel about her period. I never experienced Thanks. that. Right. So I wouldn't be dumb enough to even try and do that, but just, just don't bleed this, on me. Right, just, just don't bleed on me. One thing I will say, bro. One, one thing I don't like about Joe Biden, son. I never liked this about him personally. He's not a well-spoken man. No, he's not. You know, like he's never been. He, that that's the problem with Joe for me, and I just feel like, you know, you you watch Bernie, and Bernie's passionate. You can see the drive. He he goes a little far out with his thoughts. But at least he has drive and passion. He wants something, right. you know. He 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 knows what he wants and he's going to aim for it. 
he know, can articulate exactly. what he wants. That's that's and with Hillary, Hillary had her way. She was conniving, but she was still well spoken. She could explain her agenda. She could sit there. She could talk her way through certain things. So when she was running for president, when she would get up there, she still was smooth with the way she explained some of her situations. Yeah, it's just that we as a people, I think we're growing past the idea of you can just come out of the blue and say you're going to do these little things for us and we're going to just jump on board. But Mm -hmm. Hillary, well, Hillary was always the most uh, prepared for the presidency. She has... Done the she is the most decorated politician when it comes for what you the prerequisites for being president. Like she but, has all of them. Being Secretary of State is like one of the highest honors before becoming president. Like it, it pretty much sets you up for it even more so than the vice presidency to some extent. So she's she definitely was the most qualified candidate. It's just that she was you easily saw through her in yeah. terms of like you just this is lip service i don't know what you're actually going to do when you get into office and she just unfortunately uh it was just wrong place wrong time type of situation um so her time really was when obama ran and obama just kind of crushed her you know at the end of that but but yeah but the same was yeah what was you gonna say yeah i'm just gonna say it like this right so when i was watch so i listened to it and then i actually watched it Again, I don't know why niggas was even co- coming at Charlemagne. I actually thought this time Charlemagne might have fucked up. I was like, all right, let me really listen. I was like, nah, he was asking accurate questions. Joe Biden did say he was trying to come off a bit comedic. He said he was trying to come off a bit too cavalier. Listen, at the end of the day, you can't be a white person in America knowing the climate of what black people go through and what we continuously go through and what we've been going through and what we're still going through as of George Floyd, which is the right next topic, um, and make a joke like that or say something like that because just like D Flo said, my man, my guy, we still do not know what you are quote-unquote going to do for us if we give you our quote-unquote black vote. Right. So I don't know why you felt comfortable with your COVID-19 mask on and your suit thinking it was okay to say something like that. Um, yeah, I think um, I, I think Joe Biden right then and there kind of lost the black vote from mad people. Deadass. Like, he, he lost that shit. Mad niggas is not he, voting. He lost, he lost a lot of momentum. I mean, we still got four months, so at the end of the day, niggas will have to sober up uh, regarding the, I, the, the fact of you either got... Trump or you do have him um but this sparked a lot of debate in in the black community regarding though this idea of of demanding stuff from politicians and um my my only piece on that is I think that we as black people really need to start understanding how this political game actually works and not and stop participating in it in a way as if we want it to work. Like, this game works a specific way. If we want these agendas, like, I think putting, forcing a candidate to to take a, a playbook that's public, that the Republicans can read, that anybody can read and poke holes through, I think that's the wrong thing to do. So, you know, a lot of people have been saying that they want Joe Biden, the in order for him to really be for black people, he needs to pick a, a black woman VP, 
He needs to put a black woman on the Supreme Court. And there's another third qualifying thing that they want him to do in order to really say that they'll vote for him um, and feel like feel comfortable with him being um, part of the quote unquote black agenda. And I think all those things are great. But these are things that need to be decided in closed door meetings way before Joe Biden is even a fucking uh, primary candidate. Like we're supposed to be putting these demands on these candidates the moment those circles know that they're about to run. And before we publicly know they're going to run, a lot of these people make these decisions years in advance that they're going to run or, or months in advance. Like Beto O'Rourke, he, he became a national star. And then probably a few months before he announced it, he knew at that moment in time, once he told the circles around him, yo, I'm thinking about becoming presidency. That's when us as black people need to be at his door or at any, you know, politician's door and being like, hey, yo, so check it. If you want the black vote or if you want you want black people of prominence to back you and start really speaking for you and saying that you're the candidate for us. These are the agenda items that you must uh, commit to. And they've got to say, you know what? Yeah, this all right, I'm going to do it now when they start going to the primaries and when they, they uh, you know, if they inevitably get to be the front runner and be put in a position where they can take the, the presidency. Now they've already committed to this agenda. We don't need to have this fight in public because it's easy now for Republicans and anybody else to just nitpick and be like, yo, you see this? They're not for you. They're not for the whole country. They're just trying to placate to this one group of people. And I know some people may argue like that's a good thing, but you, we also have to be a little bit pragmatic. Like, yeah, I want a black agenda to be pushed through as much as the next person. But I also know that I live in a fucking racist country. And we all know that based off of this week. So there's going to be a Ken and a Karen that might have voted for Joe Biden that may not because they feel like their whiteness is being threatened. And that's just the reality of the situation. And we have to navigate in a way that also takes that into account. Not saying that we should be tiptoeing around anything, because best believe that ain't that ain't what I'm saying at all. But I'm just saying that this political game is set up a certain type of way and you got to play it appropriately in order to really get shit done. Forcing it or, or de- demanding something from a candidate in, in a time frame right now. We it, we don't have the power right now. Like, yeah. unfortunately, that's the reality of the situation because of the leg of where we're at in the race. Joe Biden can either say, yo, I'm going to take your agenda or I'm not and still get elected. And if he doesn't get elected, we're stuck with Trump. It's not That's like Trump. It, it's not like the Republican candidate is like a middle ground candidate. And you can be like, well, Joe Biden, we about to go with this next nigga. If you don't take what we're going to say, it's like, yo, this nigga's wilding out and I'm here. And yeah, I got gaffes and I'm not perfect. And I'm a fucking clown at times, too. But at least I am listening to some extent. And that's not the perfect scenario. That's not what we want. But that's where we are at this particular moment. And if people wanted it to be different, they should have made different choices during the primaries. But that's not where we are. We are with Joe Biden and Trump. And trying to force him to take on certain demands now puts him in this position where he may not get elected. And some people may not care about that. But that's the hard reality. That's the pragmatic reality. That's not like the the perfect scenario and it's not the the most perfect world to live in but that's really the reality that we're faced with so we can't we can demand all we want but how realistic is it that we're really going to get some of these shits pushed through i don't know because our power 
we don't have power in this particular moment. We had way more leverage and power when there was 32 niggas in the race <laughs> and, and not two. You know what? What's interesting about when, now that I'm really sitting thinking about it, I'm a little bit insulted, to be honest with you. For you to not even give a reason, do you... Do you do you doubt our sophistication that much and our intelligence that much that we don't even deserve a proper explanation? We don't even deserve a fucking few sentences as to what you could do to make to earn our vote. All you're gonna tell me is just like if if, if you don't vote for me and you ain't black, that, <laughs> you that, ain't. That's all you can say, my nigga. So if you you were the vice president for Obama, who was a well thought, explain himself type of nigga. And you're going to come and tell you're you're trying to swing in his vote now, because the people who voted for him you're trying to swing them over, right? And if you haven't learned nothing in your eight years being his vice president, is that we're not stupid, and we're not going to go for some shit like that. Facts, like you can't opty doop niggas. Like you have to actually, people actually want to hear what the fuck you got to say. You have to have something on the table besides Trump. And Trump is bad. I'm good. You you have to have more than that. Like that's inexcusable. That it little is. that little quip is is definitely an inexcusable component to to throw in there and and act like that was going to be enough and black people yeah, was I mean, going to laugh along with you. And at the end of the day, no matter what the fuck you say and no matter how we feel, Trump could talk. He ain't he ain't, he ain't cut he ain't cut from the finest wood. But he will bullshit the shit out of you. That nigga would talk your yep. ass off. He would sit there and, and speak um, fucking illusions into reality. And unfortunately, there is a subset of people who will will go for the shit. And that's just the reality of the situation. There are, are people who will just look at what he's saying and be like, you know what? He right. And just just go over there not seeing the bigger picture. The bigger picture is that Trump is doing a lot of things behind the scenes um, with his judge, uh, the judges that, that he's putting on the court and stuff like his judge, judge picks and other things that he's he's putting in place that do not benefit people of color. That's just the reality of the situation. But his lip service and the fact that we look at him and be like, yo, he's a clown. We kind of give him the pass on certain things because we're like, oh, this nigga, we expect him to do some stupid shit. So the moment he does something that seems somewhat decent, niggas is like, maybe he's not that bad. Like, and that's a perfect place for a nigga like that to be in. Because like, I could do the wildest shit in the world and then here and there I can throw these niggas a carrot and they'll be like, oh, maybe he's not that bad. I, maybe I don't feel bad voting for him. You know what I'm saying? And and that's really what, what, what where we're at. And I just, this election period is looking like, fucking 2020 is a dub, bro. Like, <laughs> this whole fucking shit is a dub. I could tell you one thing. This will be a memorable year for the rest oh, yeah, of yeah. my Nobody's, life. Nobody, none of us will ever forget all of the things that happened in 2020. And as you guys know, for our listeners, you know, at the end of the year, we talk about some of the most um, interesting things that happened throughout the year. So this will definitely be one of them. Um, we already know Corona is going to be at the top of the list. That's probably going to be at the top of the list for the next two, three years because... We don't know when that's ever going away at this point. We're just we're just reporting the news. Dead ass. We're just reporting the news. Like we don't, you know, and unfortunately, speaking of reporting the news, this is news that I'm tired of fucking reporting. 
I didn't know whether to get mad, cry, anger. Actually, I'm just like, again, I'm just kind of like, it's not, it's not a whatever thing. It's more like a, um, unfortunately, this is the thing that keeps happening. This is like, this is like wearing a shirt every fucking day. And you realize, damn, I've been wearing I've been wearing the same shirt for the last 400 years. And even though I should actually stop wearing this shirt because this shirt is actually worn out, you know, the 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 stains in the shirt is fucked up. The bullet holes in the shirt. Um, I'm tired of re-sewing the, the holes back in um, from it being deteriorated. I'm going to keep wearing this shirt um, because this shirt makes me feel comfortable. Like I'm actually helping the problem. And unfortunately, we have yet again another black man died at the hands of a police officer yes you know it police officer is white and we're back in the same um situation uh black versus white r.i.p to george floyd um he died um normally we would say at the hands he died at the kneecap the fucking kneecap of an officer um on tuesday may 26th of this week um from from the video it's very clear. We've all at this point seen the video. I actually didn't see all of it because I could not see all of it. Um, but I did see when he was uh, yelling, he can't breathe. He actually looked like he really could not breathe. Like he looked like he was losing air as the officer was driving his knee in the back of this man's neck. And I'm just like, yo, he actually was dying. Like we actually witnessed a murder on camera like we've seen so many times. Um, and the officer was not letting up. Um, he, you know, did not give a fuck as most of these officers do. Um, as you know, this happened in, uh, Minneapolis. Um, I did not know how racist Minneapolis was until that day. I swear to God. I, sw- I swear to God. I was like, wow, it's real. It's real in the field. Um, yeah, so man. my question is, my question is at one point, do we as a black nation counteract these types of situations? Cause I feel like we've been doing just enough. You know, protesting, petitions, you know, standing in front of courtrooms, uh, uh, standing standing outside of courthouses, being there present with families and victims in courtrooms, um, trying to do stuff in schools, music, entertainment, videos, uh, interviews, so on and so forth. But what are we really going to like? What are we really going to do to counteract the situation? Um, because I think there is a need for a call and response. And a call to action. And I'm not certain we actually have tapped into that actual resource. All right, I'm going to go first. Um, I'm not going to lie. Watching that video made me very, very angry. And I normally I normally kind of, I normally just be like, damn, son, that's wild or, you know, that's crazy. But. When I watch that video in its entirety, son, as I'm watching it, the the level of rage and anxiousness that paired together was abnormal. And I think I got more and more upset because of the nonchalantness of the of the of the guy. And then watching it from the opposite angle as the three of them sat on his body, just chilling on his body like that. It made me it made me just sick, bro. And it made me, it it was like a really awkward feeling to have. And I was telling Tiff, I was just like, for the first time, I like, I legitimately felt mad. Like there was a level of rage. I was just like, yo, and you ask yourself, what would you do? What would I have done if I was there? 
I don't know what I would have done. I can't say I would have jumped in. I can't. This is my honest opinion. It's like there's also a level of fear that you have because you're scared that it might happen to you too. If I jump in, these niggas might shoot me. If I jump in, these niggas might do the same shit to me. So and let me not say. Let me let me take niggas out. These people might do the same thing to us because this is not us doing this to ourselves. These are these are white men who have literally abused their power and authority to do this. And I, it gets me even more upset when you can't actually tell me why you were doing it. It's all alleged or suspicion. There's no actual proof as to why you're doing it. You're just doing it because you get a hunch or you heard or you got a report. And you do this to people, you took away a man's life for nothing. And it makes me wonder to myself, what's going to happen? I told Tiff with, 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 with when I was like, the situation, and then the park situation happened at the same time frame. So I'm just like, what happens when, if that happens to me? The police is called on me, and I'm just like, I ain't do shit. So what are y'all niggas here yeah, we, for? We're going to get to Central Park, Karen. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm just like, what do what do we do, bro, when the police run up on you and be like, yo, we got a call saying you did some wild shit. And I'm just like, I didn't do nothing, my nigga. <clears throat> so y'all can't touch me. Like, what 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 do I have to It's either what I be submissive now? I have to be I have to be timid and submissive so that I don't get hurt or do I stand my ground and prove my innocence? What do I do? If I stand right. my ground, I'm at risk of dying. I have a family, I have children. What do For being right. For being right. It's like for- that's a awkward ass place to be in and this is a hard reality. This is a real this is and I think this is what a lot of these, I, I don't want it to be white people, but this is just the reality. So this is the situation we're stuck in. We go out there, you get pulled over, and these niggas tell you, yo, I'm pulling you over because we got to report you did something. And you're like, I don't know what you're talking about, officer. Get your hands behind your back. I'm not doing that because I don't know what you're talking about. Now I'm mm-hmm. sitting here in a pondering situation, whether or not I just go along with the pro- program and end up with a record. Or do I stand my ground and prove my innocence? And what? Because I want to prove my innocence, I might die tonight. Nah, son, I can't. I can't fathom that type of reality, bro. I can't. I can't fathom that. Nah, it's. it's I mean, there's so many factors that go into this shit, and I had like I've been getting mad. Like I got mad at at the mod situation, and. This one, like, I just, it just, everything in me just sunk because it just was like, I'm watching this this man plead and say, please, I can't breathe. He's clearly not a threat. I watched the beginning of the video. He complied, and they're sitting there in the report lying, talking about he was resisting arrest. And when you watch uh, the overhead view, they get him from the car. This is all supposedly over a fraudulent check, by the way. This isn't over no robbery, no stabbing, no no shooting, no not a, a fucking fraudulent check that they got a call of suspicion of fraudulent checks. And they, they arrested him. Uh, he's complying. And then they put him on the ground. There, there was some form of of like this 
scuffle, if you may, cause, and scuffle kind of paints the picture as if he was fighting back, but they trying to lay him down next to the cop car, and from that, they 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 put it, their, their knee in his neck, and I don't know if anybody listening fights, but if you've ever done any form of MMA grappling, or if you ever got into a street fight in general, if a nigga is laying on you a certain type of way, you can't breathe. <laughs> it's, it's just that simple. If someone is applying pressure on you a certain type of way and you're already exhausted or tired out, you it's it's going to affect you. Now, three niggas on you, what do you think is going to happen? And one of them has a, a pressure point directly on your, your pipeway of air passage. Like, it's on your neck. You can't get air as readily as you, you would want. And, of course, the police department says, oh, well, he had diabetes and he had a heart problem before. I don't give a fuck. Facts, that buddy. man was going home that night if none of that happened. And Facts. he would be waking up the next day. Facts. You have a knee and the knee is not protocol. So none of this shit is adding up. And then I just uh, read a message that this particular cop has 18 uh, accounts against him for uh, police brutality and, and complaints, rather. So... Again, it's so many layers. It goes to where policing came from. And for for a lot of listeners who don't know, policing in the South started specifically to stop slaves from running away. It was a slave hunting patrol force. That is fact. That is history. Slavery in the North. I mean, um, the police force in the North started for a little bit of a different reason. But nonetheless, the South then their police force started based off of slavery. So that's one. So you can't tell me that some of that ugly past does not still exist in this future or in this present, rather. A lot of what the shit is predicated on is you see black skin, black skin bad. You don't have to respect black skin. If your shit is coming directly from slavery, that is the mentality. So... Yeah, I don't think that every bad every cop is bad. I don't think every every cop is out here looking at black people as this, that, and the third. But the police system, the justice system, looks at black bodies and says criminal. And that's just the reality. The media looks at black bodies and says criminal. And if it doesn't blatantly say it, and this is where I think white people get confused, and this is why you guys are sick when it comes, you let racism uh, disease your mind, is... What what happens for y'all is if it's not blatant and in your fucking face saying, like, bad, 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 like, you guys are willing to defend it. And it's like, no, my nigga. The media does things. Y'all niggas could, could scope out everything else and you could read in between the lines with everything else. But when it comes to race, y'all niggas can't see shit. I don't understand it. When the media portrays on the 7 o'clock news every night... This black person robbed the store, but never, ever, ever shows the white person robbing the stores. Y'all are sitting there believing that white people don't rob stores and black people Big are facts. robbing stores. News flash. White people are doing are robbing stores. It's just not being reported right. on TV. And so y'all niggas is, is sitting there getting this message that, oh, black people doing this, black people doing that. Oh, my God. They need to get their community together. No, my nigga. Yes and no. Yes, to the extent of there's crime that exists, and if we want to get to a place when, where crime is limited and things like that, then communities got to take care of communities. Absolutely. But is it just black people? Not at all. Like, let's, let's really get to the shits. Y'all only report on white people. 
when they do the most heinous of shits, Jeffrey Dahmer or or some other wild fucking serial killer nigga, but y'all make it seem like y'all don't do nothing else but wild out in the streets. Nah, y'all niggas be doing shit too. So there's that layer of it. Um, and then there's there's the political layer. I honestly, yo, all of this race shit during COVID for me is not a coincidence. I, I'm starting to feel like there's a race agenda um, that's happening. I was watching Quantico not too long ago. Um, I finished it last week, and there's in season two they have like this this uh, conspiracy thing going on. And they're like, yo, in every country there are eight pillars of power. And it's like influence, it's like government, religion, media, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, they all work together in in some sense to push a narrative when they want something to happen. Now, I'm not going that extreme. I'm sure there's some conspiracy niggas that will go all the way into that boat. But what I will say is the media does pick and choose what it wants to put out there. And all of this black focused stuff happening right before an election does not seem like a coincidence to me. Nah. Not at all. Um, at, at the listen, at, at the end of the day, I mean, we're gonna keep saying it because it, it is the truth. Black people are under attack. Black men are under attack. Black women are under attack. Black boys are under attack. Black girls are under attack. The black family is under attack. The black home is under attack. The black economic power structure is under attack. Black businesses are under attack. Our black health been under attack. Our black organs been on the black market, been under attack. So all of this is definitely, for me, it's definitely not a coincidence at all. Um, um, I already know deep down inside that there are a lot of black people who, if they could, they would just not be in America. There's a lot of places in the world that do not treat um, uh, people who look like me D Flow and XAB and anybody else of color who's listening to this. There's a lot of people out there who do not treat us the way America has been treating us um, and have been um, dealing with us all these years. As much as we, as much as people out there have a concept of we should quote unquote be moving past situations like this, I'm with you and we should be. But the reality is we would be if our white counterpart was treating us equally and when i'm talking about equally now i'm talking about just as a human being because the times that we continuously see them in the media take our lives is evident and clear as day if you don't already fucking know this black people wake up they do not see us as equal they do not see us as hold on son i i i can't agree with the get over it imagine being bullied all through elementary school and high school. Mm-hmm. Then you go to college, you go to a different college from your bully, right? Yeah. But for whatever reason, every time he sees you on social media, you post a picture up, he still says some silly shit underneath your comments. He ain't bullying you no more, but he still taunts you. Now you're an adult. You go back, you go to work, you meet him in your adult life. And still, every time y'all pass each other, he says some slick remark. Mm-hmm. And you keep saying to yourself, I'm gonna, I ain't going to let it rock. At some point, you're going to punch that nigga in the face. Right, right, right. This is just the reality of right. it. I was having... That, that analogy yeah. is how white folks has been dealing with us from inception. You're right. These Well, not from inception, but since slavery came fo- come forward, in America in particular, they have been blatantly bullying and taking advantage of us and even now when they're like, oh, no, you guys need to get over it. 
how can we get over it when you still do silly shit like this? When every time we're like, oh, now, nah, you know, people are cool, this type of silly shit happens. And for our white listeners, it's not all of you. So don't don't think we're just, because we're generalizing it means that we're pointing the finger on everybody. But there's a group of y'all within that, within y'all group, within y'all race that actually are racist. And you have to realize this. And some whether of, they're conscious of it or, or not, not, that's the, that's important the biggest piece. part of it. Because at the end of the day, what you might be like, oh, I'm not racist. Okay, let's go with that. Let's run with that for two seconds. You're not racist, but you don't think I'm equal to you, though. Whether or not it's on a whether it's on a psychological level, or it's on a financial level, whatever level it's on, you don't necessarily think I deserve as much as you have. As much as you would like no, to you, admit it. You may not be out here calling me a nigga. You may not be out here uh, wishing bad upon me. But you still find yourself shocked if I'm in the same room as you. You still find, find yourself questioning me if I pull up in a certain type of car. Oh, how'd you get that? Oh, wow. You must be really making money out here. What are you doing? Like, there's the little comments and the little... The little things that happen or said or done that allow me to understand and know that you're looking at me as if I, I'm not supposed to be in the same room or be able to do the things that you're able to do without there being some qualifier. There has to be a reason why I'm here. Or if I if I do go to the same school as you, oh, financial aid must have been part of it. There's never this this notion that Yo, this dude just worked hard and mm-hmm. and he did what he had to do or yo, this dude is a regular dude or oh, he's wearing a do-rag, but that doesn't make him a thug. That just means he's trying to get waves. Like, but when when y'all wear hoodies and that's the prime example. What happened to Trayvon is a prime example. White people wear a hoodie, walk down the block, nobody says nothing. A black person wear a hoodie, he's a threat. He trying to rob somebody, he trying to do some crazy shit. And unfortunately, a lot of people have that mentality and no it may not always be conscious it may not be your first thought and you may not just act upon that but for a lot of people it is a subconscious thought and they would like to deny it as much as possible but the actions speak louder than words even the ones that consider themselves allies but stay quiet during these these times because they don't want to get too political yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah the allies this is a cop the allies um definitely feel this way I'm not going to I'm not going to say this person's name. Um and even though you know I don't necessarily know where we are on talking terms, I definitely um did have one of my good friends. I like to still consider this person a good friend. Uh 2 years ago when we were doing bars in a barbershop, um he didn't tell me directly. He kind of told me indirectly and it was like via text. He was like, "Yo, I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm making it to to the show tonight." I was like, why? And he was like, yeah, I have somebody in my family who works for the uh, for the um, for the police department um, in in New York City. And they told me the area that you're having the show in um, has been um, has been a lot of like deaths and stuff happening. I just don't want anything to happen to me. And I, I took strong offense to that. I was like, wait, so let me get this straight. So somebody in your family who also looks like you white works for um, New York City Police Department and said that the area that we're having the show in has been like a lot of deaths and a lot of crime 
you feel unsafe because you don't want to go. I'm like, there's niggas that's living in this community that are black. They don't even feel safe living amongst y'all, but y'all have gentrified the, uh, certain parts of this community. They put, they don't, they don't probably feel safe around y'all, but you don't, you don't, you probably not, not really going to hear them say to you like this. Yeah, man. I don't know if we're going to have this event today because I feel like white people's going to shut it down. I feel like white people is really going to come through and just violate. Mm-hmm. Um, the way and it was the way he said it because again he didn't say it to me directly he kind of said it to me indirectly and I had to ask him like yo I missed you last night you were supposed to come to the event and he felt like his life would have been in danger if he was to attend and I told him straight up yo nothing's gonna happen and nothing happened yo, nothing we had a great event it was love that's a it's funny because X said a X said a remark just now too where. Um, I think it was maybe two years ago when we went for your birthday in Midtown, right? The, the club we went to in Midtown for your birthday a couple years ago. Uh, Larive? I, I don't remember the name of it. but Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Yeah, so I don't know if y'all noticed it that night, but they when were, we was popping we, bottles, yeah, boy. They weren't really comfortable with us being there. You know what? I, I, the way I, I know. We yeah, yeah, yeah. Up, I, remember, I remember. I remember. Now, there was we a was lot of up. side we eyes. Turning up for the boy, of, we was turning up. We was turning up, but there was a lot of side eyes. There was a lot of moving to the next side of the room. There was one point where we were the only people dancing in that part of the room and everybody else was dancing on the Correct. other side. Mm-hmm. But we were just in the in midst of, you know, having fun and doing what we do. We had a crew of people around us that we didn't care. But that's the type of slick shit that happens on a regular basis where it's 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 not even something that they realize that they're doing. Like it Bro, that whole shit was slick because I I got I got that joint through uh I don't even know if it was a homegirl of mine or a connect. What I don't I don't even know. I think it was a connect of some sort. And Shorty told me one price. So when I got to the spot and there was a dude there and um, he was trying to tell me another price. And I was like, nah, I spoke to so-and-so and this is what it is. Fuck you talking about. And then he got an attitude, not towards me, but basically from the way I read it was like, yo, why is this bitch telling this nigga this price? Like. She shouldn't have told him that. But the shit was already on the site. So I'm looking at him like, okay, so you was already going to try and okey-doke me because I was black. Um, I don't really see why else. You don't know me. I, I didn't come in there. I mean, I did come in there looking like a baller, but I didn't come in there fucking with money just right. splurging so that you you could feel like you could get more out of me. But it, the whole thing, and then like he, after they, they do the slick shit where they, they make it seem like they're checking on you, but it's really that they're checking on you. Facts. And he started doing that at some point. Yo, you good, bro? Da 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 da. Um, and just observing, and it was just like, nigga, yo, I'm the only nigga in here spending bread. <laughs> like everybody else in here is not spending nothing. So I need you to fucking fall the fuck back. And no, I'm not spending any more money because you acting like a dick. So nah. I want to know though, y'all, going back to this situation with George Floyd. Why is it that we're still in 2020? And blatant deaths caught on camera are still being classified out of investigations. I've really honestly come to the conclusion where I could go down the block right now and a white man could just pull out a gun and 
I could say, yo, why are you pulling out the gun? And then I could see him saying, you're threatening my life because I see you walking down the block. And it's like, but I'm just walking on the block. Like everybody, I see you walking on the block. I'm not going to pull out a gun. I'm a, I'm a actually just, I'm, I might even look at you and acknowledge you and just walk away. And then if he does end up killing me, then the, the news is going to say, well, the news is going to say, based on what the police department says, based on when they come on the scene and assess it, they're going to say, Wait, we're, doing, we're doing an investigation. It's clear as day that there's nothing really to investigate. All you got to do is find out really why the fuck the guy killed me, and you're going to find out 10 out of 10, it was because I was black. But the news has been saying, just like in the Arbery case, we, we're, doing, we're, we're, kinda doing, uh, we're doing a thorough investigation to kind of see, and then what they're going to do, like like uh, Arbery's lawyer said, what they're going to do is they're going to then go in my past and try to find some shit that happened in school, something that happened in a relationship, something that happened at work, and then bring all the evidence to the table and say, well, this is why we feel like such and such killed this man, which has nothing to do with nothing, but because they need a buffer, they need to add to the story because they never going to say publicly, oh, it's because he's black. Because then they're going to say, oh, well, that's racist. My, well, it's racist for him to kill me just because I'm black. My answer is two-pronged. Uh, investigations are what are supposed to happen um, in this country when it comes to the judicial system. The problem is they're not done fairly. So it's like a foregone conclusion, to, to your point, when a black person does something or is accused of doing something, it's almost like the system automatically feels like, oh, if they're accused of it, they must have done it. So we're going to, quote unquote, investigate. But the investigation is really more geared towards uh, finding out if they're a criminal or not. Uh, and not so much in the sense of let me see if they're innocent. It's just more so in, all right, let's find the evidence evidence to convict so-and-so. Not let's really investigate this and see if this allegation is true or not. So that's that's number one. And then the two is it's all political. I like I really feel like there's a political component to you know what's happening specifically right now and in general. I, I said it last week, I'm gonna say it again. Racism exists so that the poorest white person still feels like they are better than any black person that is on this planet. That is the that is one of the main ra- reasons why racism as an institution is something that is propped up. It is so that poor white people that live in trailer parks, poor white people that make that that live in public housing, poor white people that don't have more than a dollar to their name still feel like they can look at Obama and call him a nigger and feel like that somehow makes them superior. So there is a group of people politically aligned to making sure that racism still exists in this country. Uh, I, I couldn't have said it any better. I couldn't, yeah, I have to say that, that that's literally what it comes down to. And I think it's funny because I don't think neither of us actually answered this thing, this question before. And um, to just be specific about it, what do we got to do in this time frame, bro? We got to react. And it's we've, we've, we've went past the protest. We've been protesting for 100 years. Fuck all that shit. At this point, I'm going to be blatant and I'm going to be straightforward. 
if some walkie shit about to go down, just know if y'all ever heard D-Flo died because of police killed <laughs> oh, me, son. God. Just know a nigga put up a fight. That's, yo, that I'm just sent chills right now, down my back, bro. Oh, my God. Just know, son. Oh like, just know that I don't give a fuck. If I know it's finna go down, son, you ain't taking me out like a pussy. That's just that. I'm finna. Yeah, and I feel like that's that's the mentality that people are going to. Like, I remember, I remember being younger and being like, "Oh, police stop me! I'm just gonna comply." Like, it's, I'm not, I'm not fighting with police. You know, well, at the end of the day, if I didn't do it, it'll, I'll, I'll get through it. But as we starting to see. You know, as you grow into the reality of what's happening in this nation and you have a couple of experiences, which I've had, where police officers have done some blatantly racist shit, you start to realize, like, yo, even if I'm complying, there's still a 50% chance I'm going to die. <laughs> and I don't know if I like that odd. I'm, I'm sorry. Saying. I don't know if I like that I shit, like son. It, son. It's not a comfortable <laughs> thing for me, bro. That doesn't make me feel at ease, bro. That doesn't make me feel comfortable if you pull me over and you ask me a question and I don't give you the answer you want. This shit could go either left or right. That's not a that's not a comfortable thing, son. No. That's not a very comfortable you situation. You having a bad day and I I'm like, um, what did you pull? I've had that happen. Like, I don't even have to fucking fantasize about it. I've literally been pulled over before and I've asked the cop, why'd you pull me over? And because they didn't have an answer, they did not answer me, which is illegal. You're not supposed to do that. But now if I'm, I, if this cop is getting more irate, what's going to happen? They, they're going to plant some shit and make it seem like I did this, that, and the third because they're not trying to lose their job, their pension, anything like that. And then the blue wall is so thick and they're not they don't want that negative press so they're going to fight it as much as possible and try and prop up this this false reality as much as they can because they don't want the reality of nah this nigga really ain't do shit but yo i had pulled him over and i couldn't just tell him i pulled him over for no reason because that's the reality sometimes <laughs> like that's really what it is you made a bad turn you blew the stop sign you did this I was parked and got pulled over. I don't even know how the fuck that's possible. <laughs> like, like, what are you talking about type shit? So, yeah, man. I, I, it's starting to get to a point where it's like, I don't like the odds. So, like, if I feel like you getting a little jumpy and you tell me to get out the car, as opposed to me at one point in my life being like, ah, I'll just get out the car and, you know, we'll have a discussion, whatever. I'm starting to feel like, yo... If I get out the car, I, I'm looking at your piece the way you're looking at your piece. Facts. Like, I might not who, get out the car. You're going to have to break my window, my nigga. Unless you can Facts. give me a legit reason, boy, you finna break my window. And if you break my window at that point, it's game on, my nigga. That's all I'm going to say. Unless you can give me a legit reason, I'm pulling you over for that, 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 that. Or where? I don't know. I don't, I don't agree with that. Like, and I, I think I think to clarify the point, just so that people don't get it misconstrued, if you calm, I'm calm. Facts. But if if you coming in on some rah rah shit, I, I'm starting to feel like the time is over where you want some rah rah shit, and I'm going to be like trying to calm you down as the as the c civilian, and you're the police officer, and I'm trying to make you feel at ease. When even with me trying to make you feel at ease. 
you still escalating and if you want to shoot me you're gonna shoot me that's it speaking about um escalating um so some of you guys may be aware um earlier this week uh about about two days ago um uh this woman uh named karen was in the park with her dog um from the footage we see a man he looked like he was standing about a good 10 feet away from her so he was practicing social distancing plus four more feet um he was definitely a good distance from her um and (laughs) um all the brother was simply saying which is the law can you please put a leash on your dog that is the law y'all there's that's the law. That's what it is. That's written somewhere in our uh, uh, New York State uh, uh, penal uh, code and law book. Um, it's there. So for whatever reason, she says. There was a right. sign in the park. Right. So you ain't even had to go that far. There was a sign right. in True. the park. Right. Uh, Central Park definitely does have that Facts. sign. So she got on the phone. Before she got on the phone, she was telling the guy, can you please get that camera out of my face? We all know what he was doing, y'all. He was making sure that nobody don't tell a lie on us because all niggas been doing is lying on us and killing us. And even when we tell the truth, they still kill us. Even when we're proven innocent by a jury, they still kill us. Or they still, you know, throw us uh, in jail for 100 years. He didn't do that. And then she starts uh, calling 911 and she tells the fucking dispatch Hey, listen, I'm in the park right now trying to walk my dog, and this African-American male is threatening my life. And then it's the way she started. It was like she was trying to get a fucking Grammy out this motherfucking award speech. She was like, hey, can you please, please send help? He's, uh, uh, Emmy. Emmy. He, he, he's threatening my life. I feel like he's going to kill me. I'm like, what? I'm, I'm looking at the video. That shit like, got me so mad. What? That shit got what? me. What? Yeah. Oh, I was mad son. confused. Boy. <laughs> like, Yo, like, that level that of That might have got me. Son. That got me just as mad as the, uh, the fucking George, the yeah. Ahmad, all them so, fucking things, bro. I'm trying to figure out in my head. First of all, I actually really want to know. I want to see the transcript. I want to know what the dispatch on the other end of the phone was saying. Versus what she was really hearing. And I want to know what made this woman think she could get away with it. There's no way he was going to get away with that. I want to know what the... I want to know what the oh, cops yeah. did when they pulled up. That's, That's what, what I want to know. That, know. That is That's a fact. True. So, when I was really, really, really watching this again, I was trying to figure out a few things. Why is it that when a person of color is actually telling somebody something that pertains to the law that governs the land that we live in, in this case, New York State, more specifically New York City, because we know we live in a very interesting city. The other thing I was thinking about, too, was this happened in Central Park, and we all know a lot of interesting things, well, not interesting, a lot of unfortunate things have happened to not just people of uh, people of color, but also white people in Central Park. A lot of wild shit, especially at nighttime. But this, this, this situation happened in broad daylight. Like it was sunny outside. Um, he obviously was following all of the uh, PPP, uh, PPE protocols. He had his face mask on. You know, what I mean, he looked like he was just minding his business, like most black people do. 
um, when we get in situations like this, unfortunately. It's like uh, we go outside and we are indirectly looking for trouble because we're black. And it's not the fact that we don't want to be black. No, we were just born black. And it uh, fortunately happened to be in a situation where we live in a country where it's always whites against blacks. And you just have to know that if you're around white people, you kind of got to move a certain way. And in 2020, we really have to move a certain way. So I know for a fact that when he was video recording this, he told himself, listen, if she's going to tell this lie, not only is it going to go viral, we're going to open up a brand new conversation. There was a woman who she's like a top commission for the parks department. And um, she's actually a woman of color, but um, she looked more. Um, she looked more like from uh, the Middle East. I'm not sure which uh, part, but she looked more from the Middle East. But um, what she was saying was she feels that this woman not only needs to do community service, not only needs to go pro- pro- uh, possibly seek professional help. She said this woman needs to take a class on etiquette and dealing with black uh, with people of color. How do you guys feel about that? Well, but I don't think that's going to change anything. Before we But I thought that was interesting she said before that. Before we get there, um you had asked originally regarding like wh- how does she feel like she could get away and things like that. Yeah. The first Yes, yes. How the, does she feel The like first that? part of that for me is let's let's Clear the air because I know there's some niggas that I've seen some comments at least earlier today where people are like, well, you know, people just don't. It, it partly was because he was telling her what to do or he was he had what? said something to her in regards to, yo, you shouldn't have the your dog off the leash. So her getting irate is you somewhat understandable. So let me just stop there. And okay, I I can say that most people don't like when someone tells them what to do. Now, if we if we take that into account, that still nowhere near goes to the point of what she ended up doing at the end of the day. If she got a little annoyed that he was like, "Yo, your dog is off the leash. You should probably put your, the leash on." She got annoyed that someone told her something. Okay, cool. She should have just got annoyed and kept it pushing. Instead, she gets an attitude. And then here's where the other part of the conversation comes in. She gets an attitude and then says, I'm going to call the police and tell them that an African-American man is harassing me. And that goes back to my uh, initial point of no matter what white people look at black people as if you're not on my level. You're not on my level to be telling me what I need to do with my dog. You're a black man. Stay in your fucking place and let me do what the fuck I'm doing. And I, it's funny because I was telling Tiff, I was just like, yo, first of all, a little bit of history on this dude. He's an avid bird watcher. He probably goes to Central Park and does the same shit all the Every time day. where he's in there. He's watching birds. He's probably done gotten into situations where dogs have been off their leash. They probably rushed at him, barked at him. So he's just like, nah, like there's a reason why there's a sign out here. I'm always out here and people don't have their dogs on leash. 
And I've been I've been a part of that problem where I'm walking down the block and niggas don't have the dogs on Big the leash ass and dog. the dog rushes at you. Big ass dogs too. And if you don't, you're like, yeah, it's like if you don't, <laughs> if you don't, like sometimes you gotta cross the street because I don't be, I don't be feeling safe sometimes. Like there's been times that there's a dude right here in my neighborhood that has a pit bull and he never has a dog on the leash. I don't trust. Yeah, it. you trust your dog. I don't. <laughs> you, tr- I don't. I'm across the street because if your dog bites me, I want him dead. <laughs> so in order to not to not fuck both of our situations up, <laughs> I'll make your life easier. So we both got a good thing going. So anyways, I'm gonna just I'm gonna just cross. Yeah, we both got a good thing. Let, let's keep. Let's, I'm just cross the street. Mind my business. But at the same time, I do have that right to say, "Yo, you're in public. Chain your dog. Put your dog on the Fact. leash." Right. So he has probably been through a few different situations where he doesn't have to correct it. Now we're at a point now. What this goes to show us is that we're at a point where if I'm about to get into a confrontation with somebody like that, I got to record it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just Hell to yeah. be on the safe side. Hell yeah. Because I can't trust that we could have a civilized conversation. Now, right. you want to talk about who's being civil, then if that don't show you what we're at, where we're at right now, where I can't trust that we're going to have a, a regular conversation because by me addressing the dumb shit that you're doing, you're going to take offense of me telling you, yo, you're doing some wild shit. And your rebuttal to that is, I'm about to get you arrested? And the second piece to that is, I think black people as a community, as a whole, we've gotten to a space, or we've gotten back to a space, rather, where we are unapologetically black. Like, we're no longer apologizing for our blackness we're no longer going into a space and shriveling up in the corner and letting the white people just take over the room and acting as if we are, are just a, a fucking accolade to the establishment or whatever. We're letting our voices be heard when we don't like some shit. We're telling people, yo, that ain't cool. And that is starting to make certain white people uncomfortable because they're not used to it. They're not used to 2020 black people. They're not used to black people starting the Me Too movement. They're not used to Black Lives Matter. And that shit is starting to make them feel uncomfortable because it's no longer just, oh, they in their communities and they're screaming from porches and stuff. They're like, we're like, nah, if you as a white person do some wacky shit, we're going to tell you to your face, yo, you doing some wacky shit. Calm that shit down. That's it. And a lot of them can't take it. I think what's making... A lot of them aren't take, and a lot of them. It's funny because I think what's also happening is that a lot of them aren't used to it. A lot of no. them are used to the fact that even if you have white friends, it's and I, I would imagine it's an awkward conversation now if you have a lot of close white friends and you've always just kept your mouth closed, and now you're at the boiling point and you're just like, "Now nah, fuck that shit," and now they're looking at you like, "You feel that way?" I've always felt that way. I'm just not keeping quiet no more, like you said. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'm not willing to stay quiet no more. Y'all niggas are doing wacky pataki shit, and I'm not cool with it. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not finna and do it. That that situation in that situation in the park struck home for me. So I'm gonna tell y'all it's multiple episodes of me dealing with my crazy ass neighbor, son. Mm. And that shut struck a nerve for me, bro. Because I told Tiff the other night, she just said, "You remember when we moved in?" And they tried to call the police on us. They threatened us mad times to call the police. Wow. And I was just like, wow. It's interesting because back then, I never, I just brushed it off like, fuck out of here. I don't, I don't, there's no reason for me to feel threatened because I I know what paperwork I have. So the police do come 
Here's my deed. Here's my different things. You, there's nothing for me to feel threatened about, but the audacity for you to threaten me because you don't expect me to have this is what makes it even worse. Because I'm young, because I'm black, or because what the previous owner who had the property was an older black woman and she's been here since y'all had it too. So, oh, she worked for it, but we never worked for it. Nah, it's not okay, bro. And at the end of the day, I saw that joint from from the from the councilman this from the councilman yesterday or this yeah. morning rather. He said it the best. I'm not okay. I love that shit. Yeah, that shit oh, was it's perfect. Not okay, you're to- son. You're talking about you're talking about Jamani. Uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jamani Jum- actually okay, looked like. Son. He was about to break some shit up there when he was told. I mean, he was using his hands. I yeah. was like, it's about to get real in, in a few minutes. It's a level of frustration, bro. Yeah. We're not okay, son. We are not okay. And and so many of us witness and deal with it, but don't realize it. And or not even don't realize it. We just brush it off. We always yeah, just we brush don't, it off. We don't off. say anything, right? But now we're starting to like, say something. Now it's not okay no more. Now I'm going to let that silent rage be vocal. And now you're going to understand why I'm so upset. And don't pretend you understand me because you don't. Just say you respect my opinion. That's all you can say. Or respect the fact. Yeah. Because a lot of this is fact. And offer how you can help. That's it. That's all we want. We don't want you That's to act it. like you you can understand or you've been in our shoes because you have not. You definitely have not. You don't know what the fuck is going on. You don't know what it feels like to wake up black. And the anxieties that just going into a store and feeling like you're being looked at like a criminal, you get in your car, you're afraid to get pulled over, even though you know you're not doing nothing wrong. You go to the park and if there's too many white people around, you're afraid they might call the cops on you because you, quote unquote, ain't supposed to be around here. Which brings us to our next motherfucker, which is WeWorks Ken, uh, who decided he wanted to call the police on a group of young black men. Um, or threatened to call the police on them, rather, because he saw them in the gym associated with WeWorks and said and mm-hmm. and had the audacity to ask them what they were doing there. So I'm just like, yo, that shit. Blew. Yeah. Yo, there's a lot of shit. Yeah, bro. This like, week was this crazy. Case is blowing my mind. You know, and this isn't just this week. This is every day for black people. It's just not always every recorded day for people. Yeah. Son. Mm. Correct, correct. You know, so every yo, I, I yo, that's funny, son. I remember a time I went, I was coming to the office to do the show, son, and the lady would not let me in the building, son. The lady opened the door, and I was going to walk in. That's why, if y'all notice, I wait till y'all come and let me in nowadays. Yeah. Like I don't yeah, go yeah, upstairs yeah. no yeah. more. Okay. At first, if the door would open and someone walks through, I'll just walk in. But after the silly shit that lady did that time, son, like she literally, she said, whoa, 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 whoa what are you doing? I'm like, uh, my friends have an office here. I'm, I'm going upstairs. She's like, no, you can't come in here unless you got a key card. Oh, I was like, shit. Whoa, what? Say less. Oh. I just, I said, say less. I said, ah, don't even worry about it. I'm and sorry. Then the I'm sorry. This is our first time hearing there. this. I, I never even knew. I mean, I just, that. I never really cared because at the end of the day, that is the law. That is the rules. So I'm not going to. Act like it's not the rules, but at the same time, it's the it's the aggressiveness that she did it with. Okay, you feel me? Right. Like she could have been like she could have been like, "Do you work here? Because if you don't if you don't have a key card, you can't come in." 
and I'd been like, oh, no, 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 it's okay. Or, or less. It's the way she blocked and the you way. And like, you don't even like, work. Oh she God, probably like, didn't even doing? work there. That's the next piece about it, which I get it. That's the you don't want, interesting You don't part. want random people able to just walk into your office. Understood. You may have computers there. You may have uh, fucking equipment. You may have money. Whatever. I get it. Right. But it's just sometimes you could kind of get that feel of like, all right, you doing a little too much. And I don't know if you would stop mm-hmm. anybody else the way you stopping me. So. Facts. I haven't had oh, to deal boy, with that type know. of uh, shit with our office too much. But I always get anxiety when I'm at the door and there's somebody there. And I'm like, I'm wondering if they're going to question me if, if, I, if I fucking have an office here or not. Um, when I got to look for my key card or if I don't feel like getting my key card and it's like six o'clock and sometimes the door is is not uh, locked or whatever. And I'm like, eh, I'm just going to walk in. I'm like, yo, I wish a nigga would like I wish one of y'all motherfuckers asked me <laughs> if, if I'm supposed to be here or something like that. But uh, in this particular <laughs> situation, these these three right. young men were working out with the gym that is associated with their subscription to WeWorks. And as they're mm-hmm. working out, a white man approaches them and says, do you guys belong here? And they, uh, they question Damn. him back and say, well, what the fuck do you mean do we belong here? And then he proceeds to ask them if they have an office or, or other things. And um, mm-hmm. they basically record him. And I think, well, I read something that said that his, uh, his access to that building has, has been revoked. I don't know how true it is. But um, but it goes. It's all hand in hand. It's all hand in hand. Central Park Karen, WeWorks Ken, uh, all this shit leads up to a, a situation where we could potentially end up uh, in in the ground with a knee in our neck, screaming out, "We can't breathe." So all this shit is just disgusting. Um, and then we got people like Shamik Moore, who uh is the voice of Spider Man for Spider Man Into the Spider Verse. Um, mm-hmm. Miles Morales version of Spider-Man who went right. on Twitter and decided that it was a smart idea to basically say that if we know how to act, then these things won't happen. So I don't want to speak. <laughs> Whoa. I'm not, yeah, I don't know if I can support. I don't know if I can support him anymore now. That ass. I'm not going to um, speak for. I have the tweets here. So the first tweet that he put out, he says, see, I have a very strong opinion that the black community hates to hear, but needs to hear. We need to learn how to deal with police and or racism, because this is the part of the scenario we have failed to fix. Then he goes on to say, no one asks for my opinion, but it's 2020, not 1945, meaning I'm more focused on black futures than black history. I personally refuse to feel like a victim. I refuse to uh, have a slave mentality. I do not fear for my life because I know how to carry myself in tough situations. Why do we give them the energy they want? Give them an inch and they will take a mile. We literally know this already. At, At what point do we look at ourselves and make adjustments? We have to work on our community before blaming everything on racists and police. Uh, there is still black on black violence. <laughs> ah! There's still black on black violence that needs to be addressed. And if we know that the wrong white person could change our whole life with a false accusation, 
Shamik Moore, what the fuck are you talking about, bro? What what like what are you talking? What what what? It's wait, not. Wait, it's, son, let, 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 let X finish, bro. Let X finish his goofy <laughs> niggas comments, bro. Let X finish the goofy <laughs> niggas tweets, this nigga, bro. This nigga, all that shit he said was goofy, bro. <laughs> this nigga continues with, look. All I'm saying is, in the moment we are experiencing <coughs> racism, can we, the black community, find ways to avoid being killed or hunted? Uh, I feel the situation. Fuck that nigga, son. <laughs> I feel just. I, I just feel the situation is not to continue to handle the situation the way we've been handling it. There are no results. That is literally the definition of insanity. I'm pro life. Oh my god, this nigga's retarded. I'm pro life, but I'm obviously black. So don't misunderstand what I'm saying. Black lives shouldn't be taken so heartlessly and. I know there are many of us that have literally never experienced uh, a racist hunting you down for your uh, few, few names on a list of innocent people. I wanted to stop. How can we help them stop the problem? This was more towards, I guess, after niggas started violating him. And then he goes, so I violating is silly. So act. honestly, everyone tweeting me step out of the defense mode for a second, because there is no losing me. I am black and I've probably dealt with. With he obviously didn't see what happened to Doja Cat, which we'll get to, but <laughs> I am black Facts. and I've probably dealt with more police situations than most black people that comment on what's going on. No, you haven't, sir. Um, but well, who gives a fuck? Yeah, <laughs> that's another. Man, this I just have so many suck my dicks in my mouth for this nigga. But pause. But <laughs> like this nigga could suck an entire twelve inch frankfurter. Um. But I understand it. He might be a young nigga that just hasn't lived life yet. But uh, this is the mentality. This mentality is speaking about we can lose to make them deal with us. We oh, we can choose to make them deal with us. But then after we get hurt, then what? The black community is put on repeat. I'm saying let's find a way to stop anything that can be stopped from happening. Um, and then his final tweet we, was we. Oh boy. I don't know why the only uh. tweet y'all want to focus on is the one with an incomplete thought. Look at everything I said, shake my head. Maybe if someone else says it, it'll be heard. I'm talking about a solution outside of what we have been doing. Are we, the black community, going to attack me for that? I don't want to keep hearing about new names on a, on a list. So, yeah, so that that was his, uh, his, his two cents about uh, George getting killed by a police officer by putting his, his knee in his neck. Those were a waste uh, of tweets and a waste of 140 characters. A waste of yeah, he was. And at the end of the day, there was a time I felt that way, bro. And then I had to really sit and think about it, son. If someone keeps punching me in the face, how long I'm gonna say? How long am I gonna just let it rock? The first time it happens, I'm gonna be like, you know what? I fucked up. You know what? I, I could I could be optimistic and be like, you know what? I'm gonna let this one rock. Forgive and forget. The second time it happens, I'm going to be like, you know what? I should have defended myself that time, you know. The next time, though, I got you. By the third time, son, I'm not going to wait for you to swing. That's 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 the reality of the situation. You're dealing with a system. You're not like, it's a system that was built off of racism that continues to perpetuate racism. And so after you have a few incidents with said system you are going to start to look at that system a certain type of way. You're not going to be sitting there like, I'm going to comply with this system because of X, Y, and Z. And then let's let's not even go that route. Let's let's say we do comply. Again, complying does not equal safety. 
And that's the that's the piece that he is is missing with all of the shit that he's thrown in there. When you comply with the the police, that does not guarantee that you're getting out of that situation alive. You you're leaving all of that into the police officer's hand, and most people uh, comply. Like there, is, I don't know many black people that are just out here hauling off, punching police officers. Now I've seen some shit where where people haven't complied, but for the majority of people, if they're getting arrested, mm-hmm. they are complying. They might have ran for a little bit and, and they get caught, and that's it. Mm-hmm. There ain't no scuffle, niggas throwing each other on the ground type shit. So. At the end of the day, it has nothing to do with with that. Those those two things are separate from a police officer seeing a black body and just not valuing it, and that's what happened with with George's case. Yeah, and 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 the big I'm, I'm gonna let you talk right now. This thing, which I just want to get this thought off my head. The biggest part that I don't like about what this kid said, son, is his disregard for not acknowledging the fact that there's actual agenda these people actually do not like us the hard fact there's no middle ground there's no maybe if we just be nice they won't be nice to us they do not like you that's a fact if they if they they wanted to taunt and fuck with you that's what they're going to do how nice are you going to continue being to someone who doesn't want you around if i'm willing to put my knee in your neck for 10 minutes i've already established that i don't really value you ever like what? and just sit there and just be we're like, not talking about the cops that are are dealing with people appropriately we're talking about the cops that are are sitting there and uh, don't give a fuck and 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 partly don't give a fuck because they're trained to look at black people as criminals not as a human being, but as just a, a negative body that's on the street trying to do evil. And then they get this cop brain where they feel like they are the saviors. And if they're called into action to save somebody, there's something that needs to be saved. Instead of, I'm a human and I have a badge, I have a gun, I have handcuffs, and I have a, a baton, I have other things, a, a taser for, for myself and to protect people. And when I walk into this situation, I'm a human being. Let me first interact with someone on a human level. And if shit's starting to go left, then I, I got to switch it up. But that's not the mindset. And I'm again, I'm not a cop. And I understand that being a cop has to come with a, a tremendous amount of anxiety and shit like that. But you chose the job. So you got to you got to move appropriately. That's really what it is. Um, In the words of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, we can't just keep uh going along to say we're getting along because at the end of the day, People like Shamik Moore, unfortunately, I'm going to say it for the record. I don't give a fuck if we interview the nigga in the future. Shamik Moore, you are not with us, bro. You are against us. I'm sorry. You you are part of the problem uh, because of that level of thinking. Um, so you need to get the fuck on the other side. You just got to stay out of our way. Um, thank you for uh, Spider-Man voiceover. Thank you for Dope. And thank you for other shit you done did with VH1. But moving forward, we have to move forward. So we have to leave you yeah. alone. So thank you. It's what um, I'm ta- you. niggas like that gotta niggas like that gotta go through it, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To he, gotta, he gotta go through it. Yeah, he, he gotta, gotta not experience be. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he will. He he will experience. Unfortunately. And 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 unfortunately, and I hope I hope he knows that when he does, like our good brother Aesop Rocky a few months ago in Sweden, the only motherfuckers that will be signing those petitions is people that look like you, Shamik Moore. The only people that's going to be making noise on social media, doing hashtags, free Shamik, 
and all of that is going to be people that look like you. The only people that's going to be trying to defend you in press conferences, talk about how you were in school, talk about your accomplishments in entertainment will be people that look like you. Yep. Don't look for no white person to look for you in terms of trying to help you out. Because if anything, they're going to look at you and be like, oh, well, he probably just got what he deserved. There will be a few of them that say, oh, Shamik, yeah, he was dope on set. Or, yeah, he was, he was great to have in school. But don't look for them to see the baseball coming and try to hit it out the park. Look for them walking. Look for them purposely missing to hit the ball. Um, remember that, Shamik, when an officer pulls you over again. Remember that when an officer asks you for a license of registration. Remember that again. When you were in uh, close, uh, close quarters with the white woman and something out of the ordinary happens and you think that Sally is going to say, no, he didn't do it. No, she's going to lie and say, no, he did. That's a Get fact. ready for that. You know, and I, I don't um, I don't wish it yeah. on him, but it's going it, to. I don't. It's, it, it is what it is. Happen. And, you know, I'm not I'm not the canceling type. So for me, it's a matter of, you know, live through life a little bit more understand stop defense stop trying to defend yourself if there's that many people telling you that what you said is not hitting you got to take it into account and with that it may it, you may have somewhat of a valid point in saying yo let's clean up our community so that we're the sque- most squeakiest cleanest people on the planet but do not put that in reference to that's why we die those are two separate conversations We're dying for Mm -hmm. a whole nother agenda piece that has nothing to do with us. And us getting our communities together is a whole nother conversation that just needs to live in that space of let's clean up our community. Not let's clean up our community so white people don't fear us. White people fear us because they fear us. It's it's that that simple. That's the... And I I gave y'all the analogy earlier, bro. What the fuck happens in my house is what the fuck happens in my house. That's it. You feel me? Like, and I said it. I said it the best way how I interpret it. If I got my child and my child does some wacky shit in the crib and I decide to discipline him, okay, cool. If my child goes out in the street and does some wacky shit, you don't have the right to discipline him. Right. You touch my child, I'm finna fuck you up. Right. You come to me. Don't don't look at me and tell me well. Don't come to me and tell me what well, well you well you bust his ass, so I should bust it. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> That's my child. What I do in my crib is what I do in my crib. You don't have the right to bust his ass for me. 100%. So don't fat. tell me that how, don't tell me that how, oh, well, you do it, so I should do it too. Now, fuck that. For those of you guys Sit who do not follow nothing um, tennis related unless it's dealing with uh, Serena Williams. And I just have to say it like that because a lot of us only, while me personally, I only watch that shit for Serena. Now we have somebody else to watch and cheer on and root for. So big shout out to Naomi Osaka, who, again, if you guys remember, I think it was last year, fellas, or the year before, where um, uh, Naomi Osaka defeated uh, Serena Williams. And at the time when it happened, the controversy was Serena was acting unsportsmanlike because she was breaking tennis racks. She was having issues with the umpire. She was having issues mm-hmm. with the umpire, actually. And then this is the same umpire that she said she's been having issues with him in certain bouts. Not just that particular situation, other situations outside of that. So I guess over the course of her career, she's had to interact with this particular umpire and she hasn't liked the way that he would judge games. So um when that situation happened she felt like she was robbed which a lot of people feel like she was robbed and we definitely spoke about it on a podcast if you guys want more information on that episode go back into the catalogs and find it your damn self on all streaming services but again shout out to naomi osaka um i don't really see um 
I don't see anybody moving forward now that's going to um, say anything that will deteriorate um, the legacy that um, Serena has built up. However, I would like people now to, now that this news has come out, yo, let's give this young girl a chance. I remember when it first happened, people felt like she was snubbed because of the way um, Serena was acting after she had been defeated by her because of how young she is. But at the same time, Serena was probably put in the same predicament when she was also a young lady first entering the tennis games that she was beating people that was twice her age and older than her and stuff like that. So listen, you know, again, shout out to Naomi Osaka. Again, she's half Haitian and half Asian, if I'm not mistaken. Um, X. I believe she's Japanese. Japanese, yes. Japanese, Japanese, I Japanese. Yeah, so she's half yeah. Haitian and half Japanese. A beautiful young woman. Um, I think she has a great future ahead of herself. Big shout out to her and her family. And we look forward to supporting her in the future whenever tennis opens up in the world. Big um, facts, man. Speaking of... Big shout out to that young lady. Who I, I, I just don't know about her anymore. She's she's like she's like the Kanye West <laughs> of the hip-hop industry right now. A female version. I never knew about what her. What is wrong Besides with... Besides 212? Yeah, what is wrong with the Zelia Banks? Who gives a fuck if you had sex with Dave Chappelle? Even though Dave Chappelle should be worried she's, now. If it's actually real. He should be worried. She's she's capping. I don't believe it. Um, yeah, she's... And I think I she... Know. She's clout chasing. I think she needs help. I think she... No, we all know she I needs mean, help. The industry has kind of just been looking at her as one of those people that you just got to ignore. She's gotten to that point. Like, she went from being one of the most prominent female rappers in the later half of the 2000s with 212 mm-hmm. and and her her unique sound to just being one of the most hated artists in the industry. Is, and it's a lot, I think, has to do with mental health that she's not really dealing with. She says a lot of off-center shit. And some of it is funny. Some of it is not. And some of it is reminiscent of Kanye West. Some of it is just reminiscent of someone who needs help. And I think that this goes along with it. I think she just randomly decided to get on. Let me not say that uh, she's... I don't know if she had sex with Dave Chappelle or not. But it just seems like very off-center. And... I think it raises a great question regarding um, how do you have you ever had one? Have you ever had a a girl lie on you and said that they had sex with you or said that a sexual act happened that didn't? And two, um, it opens up a conversation about does anybody have the right to publicly put out? that they had sexual relations with somebody if that if that conversation wasn't had in private. D Flow, did you die? You okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, my bad, though. The the phone fell because I'm, a, I'm oh, charging okay. my foot. Okay. Oh, okay. So I guess we yeah. I guess we could start with the have you ever well, I don't know if you guys have anything on Azalea first. Anything else y'all want to say about Nothing. her? I'm good off her. <laughs> yeah, so I get. I'm good. I guess we could start off of, of Have you ever had a girl lie about either having sex or a sexual act or something like that that you're aware of? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I've. Or do you? I've had a woman say that I gave her head and I never gave her head. I was about to give her head, but I, I but I didn't do it. Um, and how, we kind of all know why. We kind of <laughs> all know why. I, I, I almost didn't do it. I was like, no, nah, I'm good. Why do you think she? Why do you think she? All right, sir. Why do you think she lied? Hey, she lied. She lied because Tell at us. the time, 
um, I was about to take it down. And it's crazy because I was about to take it down. And when I was about to take it down, there was family around. And I still was about to, I still was about to do it. I was, <laughs> it, it was almost there. Almost did it. <laughs> and and then say so. I didn't do it because <laughs> I uh-huh. I smelled it and I didn't like what I smelled. <laughs> just to be honest. I'm just That's fair enough. That's your right. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. But they still think enough. I did it. And I'm just like, you don't remember the story. You don't remember that it didn't smell good. That's what I don't know why you don't remember that. Maybe it was too small well, and the whiff it, it caught you off guard. <laughs> now nah, that probably that's probably why she's lying is because she probably smelt it herself and she don't want to tell <laughs> him the truth of like because because if it, if her gom girls press her like yo so you know that night what happened oh he he stopped before he's gonna do it well why and you gotta answer that so it's probably why yeah you gotta be like. <laughs> I don't know. Hey. I'm gonna be like, cause it was woofing, patuffing. Hey. That's so. That's it. me personally. I I don't know if anyone has outlined right lied on me. Um, that I'm a hundred percent aware, but I I am aware of situations where girls have exaggerated a, what happened, cause it ain't go down like that. Um, and it's like they've they've exaggerated the story to make it seem, uh, more like like I was pursuing them. Mm-hmm. Or more like, oh, I made that, I was making the sexual advance. And it's like, nah, that's not how this whole situation went down. Like, stop playing. Fact. Uh, that, that's what I'm most aware of. I'm trying to think through the archives of a, any moment in time that I'm aware of where a girl was like, yeah, something went down and I, I became um, <laughs> privy to it. I'm, I'm sure it's uh... happened to everybody. <laughs> Listen, I don't know what y'all talking about. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> I ain't going to do that to y'all tonight. Um, <laughs> um, yes, it's happened to me twice throughout my, throughout my, twice that I'm willing to admit to. Um, this is something niggas don't talk about. Like, girls my... always talk about niggas lying it's on their dick. Uh, yeah, listen, <laughs> it happened to me twice when I was younger. When I was younger, um, twice. And situation went, I, of course, I can't get into all the details. I mean, you can, you can, brother. I think it's trying to. Yeah. yeah, I would like to sleep in my bed tonight. Um, so the first time it happened, <laughs> all I'm going to say time is you had that sex? there was some. Ed- oh, oh no, this nigga. The first time oh. the situation that we're t- <laughs> bro. Let me speak in my parables, man. Why you act, understand the understand the codes and the lingos, man? Come on, son. Jesus Christ, bro. <laughs> this nigga, I, I'm, I'm, I'm like two doors down. Bro, I got mad space right in my now. house for you. I got mad empty rooms in. I, I, oh, <laughs> good for you. So, we got four empty rooms. Right. Four empty rooms in the crib. Uh, Pick a right. room. So, let me get to my story, my nigga. God damn. So, the first time it happened was shorty fronted because you know a few bases were ran by you feel me right but no home runs were met you feel me so she tried to blow up my spot and tell tell the tell the beloved downstairs about oh oh you know d floated and i was just like nah (laughs) we never did we never you know what i mean 
We 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 were on our way, but it never happened. And then the second time was this crazy shorty who was trying to be spiteful and trying to just tell a, a outright bold lie mm. about the fact that we did it when all that happened was some <laughs> with all that's all that happened, you feel me? Some some mount movement that's what's is up, all bro. that happened. But she So in, know, so in that context it makes sense. When a girl wants to be spiteful, I definitely see them throwing that out there. I do remember an incident where uh distinguished there was a girl that I was interested at the time. You know who it is. Um, and apparently she made some type of comment that alluded to the fact that we might have done something when nothing had happened. Um, this was around the time you was dating a certain somebody. Oh, okay. That person's... And, and I think, oh well... I'm, this nigga don't no, know no, what I you're do, talking I do, about, bro. I do. He doesn't I know. do. I do. <laughs> Yeah, your facial expression. You don't know what this nigga was talking about. This house, and then he said it. I know the person. I know the person he's talking about. Yo, you're you're really bad, Jim. When you search it through your mental archive, bro, the blank stare in your face. Listen, fuck you, fuck you, and like Studio One. You literally one. stand you and there, one, and I see. It. Fuck you, and Studio One. <laughs> okay. So if I remember the situation correctly, we had did the oh, we had did that sleepover. And I guess after the sleepover, because um, that person slept in the same uh, bed space as me, uh, after the sleepover, there was some alluding to, I don't know, something might have happened and they have some knowledge that they didn't have and they were making certain comments. But um, that, I guess that would be the only other scenario. Thank God I always I'm, slept like, on the fucking of. couch, man. Thank God I always slept on the couch. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> I don't. Oh, okay. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where you're going with that, where bro. Else, right. Where else would you be sleeping, bro? Where <laughs> else would you? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm trying to figure out. Nigga, son. Like, nigga you, know you got don't space. Answer, yeah, don't, nigga, don't he act like he ain't got space on the bed, man. Don't he got answer, space son. on the bed, <laughs> nigga. Not for you. Right. <laughs> not for you. <laughs> you gotta hit the floor, my guy. You gotta add you gotta get this blanket and pillow. Extra note to I'll that. I'll see you in the morning, <laughs> not nigga. Not for you. I think I got mad space on the bed, bro. Like I'll be like dancing about a nice bed. I can't be in that bitch. So the Next the CD <laughs> the CDC uh, is now saying. <laughs> <laughs> that wrong with this guy. <laughs> the CDC is now saying that the coronavirus is not easily transferred by touching surfaces. The CDC, get it the fuck together, fuck these man. Niggas, Damn. Bro. Damn. Yo, the CDC is that one lying ass friend <laughs> son that everything they tell you. You just gotta look at it and be like, sure? <laughs> listen. If All if right. that is the case, that only means that the shit is even more potent from person to person. Because if all this time we was thinking that all of this was happening from touching niggas too, and all this was only happening from niggas sneezing, they need to reevaluate <laughs> reevaluate this. They need whole- to reevaluate <laughs> shit, bro. <laughs> so, yo, these niggas never got the information never, together, son. <laughs> it's like they never got this shit. They don't together, know what's son. cooking over there. They, they, I don't know, son. They don't know what's cooking. Uh, and schools, some schools in some states plan to return August 24th. Um, that doesn't make any sense. And and when questioned regarding how they're going to make this happen, a lot of the shit sounds 
like bullshit. Let me see if I can pull up the article. Wow. Uh, yeah. Wow. I was able to find it. So some of the questions that were asked were, will students be required to wear masks? Um, and then the answer was basically, so they asked like a university professor and then they asked somebody who's associated with like the educational system, um, like high schools and middle schools. And they were like, yeah, they believe it's important that people wear masks. Um, but the problem with it is how do you enforce that? Like people are, I don't think are thinking about how do you enforce that in a school? Like I'm thinking about schools that we work at um, and the young people we work with. If these cats want to come in and talk about they not wearing a mask, we just going to be arguing and yelling at kids about not wearing masks all day. Because they're saying that people, it, the kids need to be wearing masks all day long. Wait, what? So, yeah. If you're in, this, if you're in the building, you got to wear a mask all day long. Then they also said that they will give teachers the option to, to uh, work from home. So, they were saying if you're considered young and don't have a compromised immune system... You can work in the school, but if you don't and you don't feel comfortable coming in, you could do a Skype class and someone can put you on a smart board. Mm. They were saying um, in colleges, they don't know what's cooking, basically. Mm. Um, They were also saying that recess obviously would have to look different. But then again, now now in the in the school setting that we work in, it's like, oh, how are you going to have niggas eat lunch? Because there's only, like, yeah. a few common areas you can't split up X amount of students in those areas and still do social distancing appropriately. So I don't really know what the answer to that is, um, as well as most people not going to want to do that. Correct. Like, you're, if you're in a social gathering area, you're not going to be sitting six feet away from it. And, and then the biggest issue... It, it, it's How do you control transitions? How do you control... How do you control niggas walking down the hallways? Like if you're transitioning for class and you're moving around, let's say you have a really big school and you're moving a thousand, fifteen hundred kids around in that hallway, there's a good hundred, two hundred kids walking through that hallway. How do you control that? And then the the other big question um, revolves around the fuck was I going to say? Wait, let me see if I can find this shit. School's closing. August 24th. I, I don't know, man. I don't fucking know, y'all. <laughs> I don't know, bro. I can't remember the other thing I was going to say, but it it you can't control a lot of things. No. So it's very confusing to me how they plan on making it like work. And, and and is does is there a purpose in doing that without really figuring out what we need to do regarding this virus? Like, it doesn't make any sense to to have to open up schools, then realize that everybody's catching it in the schools, and then have to kind of close schools again because people are going to get more frustrated with opening and closing than just one solid opening. Exactly. That's how I see exactly. it. Exactly. I I would be mad. I would be mad. Fucking sick. And and R. I. P. To um, one of my good friends, she works at a school and she just told me today prior, you know, prior to us getting on the podcast, she told me her coworker died a few days ago from COVID-19. 
And I was like, wow. You can't. God damn, son. You can't. You can't test everybody. No, there's like, no, there's no way you're gonna test it. There's no that is unspeakable. That's never gonna happen. Never. It's not gonna happen. Bathrooms they were talking about, or maybe only having one person use the bathroom at a time. What? It's a a lot of shit where it's just like <laughs> it's unnecessary. You're gonna have people doing mad unnecessary shit when it's like, well, why don't we just figure this shit out a little bit more before we talk about a August twenty fourth. I said it a few episodes back, bro. I said it. They're going to have to make the schools yeah, you smaller. Did say that. That's the only legit way you could actually function and and manage this situation smoothly. <laughs> oh, that was... You have to make the schools smaller. That was the, the big question I was going to say. How are you going to pay for all of this? Because you need more staff. <laughs> You're going to need more staff. Especially in a city like New York City. Imagine New York City. We're ready... They're already struggling. They already don't want to give us the funding. They already don't want to give so us. So now you talking. So how are we going to afford? Yeah, you talking about having people sitting in the hallway, making sure people are going one at a time in the bathroom. You have people running around the building, making sure that people are social distancing. You're going to need at least for a small school. You're going to need at least ten to twenty more staff members, and for a large school, you you're talking about fifty and up. So if the if the budget was already small or not being used adequately or used in a way that that would allow for more people, like are you going to give each school an extra five million so that they can accommodate new staff? Like, what are y'all going to do to make sure that this happens appropriately? And they also said they did not have an answer for that in this particular what? article. What? So, so why are you even talking about it? Like. Shit don't make no oh sense. My fucking goodness, man. We in some wacky ass times. Oh my god. Tough not broski. Listen, man. Um, I'm running out of uh things to tell you guys as the weeks go on because I feel like more and more people that are experiencing things as a human being are just getting more dumb and dumb because people are just not um adhering to certain stuff and then. Uh, we're just out here, like you know, we're out here freestyling. You know, we just we 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 just freestyling life right now. Like I'm gonna just do some willy nilly wacky shit and see if it works out, knowing that the shit is not gonna work out because <laughs> the shit never worked out. Um, so um, I just do hope more and more people just understand the climate that we're in. And when I say climate, that's two prong climate in terms of where we are in the world with everything happening, particularly on this side of the Western Hemisphere, America. And the other side of that is understanding the climate of um, global warming and the 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 impact that it's going to have. Because with hurricane season happening in a few fucking days, June is right there. And from June to November, we got a lot of shit to deal with. Within that time, we got a few more holidays coming up. We're going to have uh, we're going to be hearing about tsunamis, uh, typhoons, cyclones, hurricanes, earthquakes. Um, you know, you name it. And, you know, the elections are coming up. So we got a lot of fucking shit to worry about. So, uh, you know, if you haven't already been worrying about it, just make sure that you're taking care of your mental health before you start to tackle any other issues because uh, there's a war going on outside we ain't safe from. Okay? Definitely. Yeah, that's 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 definitely true. Uh, well said, bro. I I would just say uh, listen more than you speak. I think that Dad would say 
listen more to you speak in this in this climate and period because a lot of people I just feel like are jumping into a space of just talking without any type of factual or any type of motivation. They're just talking to be heard. And it's like when you do that and when you jump into situations and you don't have set amount of information to back your opinion, then you leave yourself susceptible to get attacked. You leave yourself susceptible to getting canceled and X, Y, and Z. There's been like three people canceled this week because of stupid shit that they said. And rightfully so, because they're not mining to the fact that, yo, let me just listen and observe before I say some dumb shit. And that is what dad would say. This is another episode of Dad Has a Bow Ties. We're getting a little bit better at the social distancing shit. But, you know, it looks like we might be able to return back to our office pretty soon. Mm. Let's Bye, see how it works take out. Care, peace. Yes, sir.